Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Man, show for the show coach Matt Langle, the Colgate Raiders out of Patriot League, seventy one on the season, six six in a row already. Coach, I see you guys playing real well, man. How's life up there, man? Winning streak, man. <laughs> hey, we got about a foot of snow in the last two days. So, uh, other than that, life is pretty good. We're uh, our, our students are all back on campus, and uh, you know classes have started. So, you know we're off our our winter break routine, but trying to keep the keep the mojo going and, and find a way to continue to play well. Now, how tough was it for you guys with, with the league canceling non, non-conference games? So now this is on your eighth game you've played when you get to the after this weekend here. So how was that whole period where you couldn't play games doing non-con, a lot of practice maybe, and the players get kind of bored with that, having to go to the practice thing there every day without playing? Yeah, I, I, it's a really good question. I think in some ways it's a coach's dream to not have games to prepare for and just to be able to coach your team and, and find ways to help them get better. Um, obviously, we, we remember what it was like to be players and, and, and we're sensitive to that. Um, you know, we got a little bit longer break. The guys got away around Thanksgiving for, for a little bit longer, get home with their family and loved ones than they normally would. I think that was refreshing to them. As, as you've heard from, you know, all across the country, it's a challenging time for these guys. The, the protocols they're dealing with, the isolation, you know, even, you know, we haven't had any COVID instances on our team, but just, you know, being so careful not to be around. So your contact trace or what have you. So, you know, it's, it's been a great challenge. I think, you know, w- we tried to use that, that time that we were together when our students weren't here on campus without playing games as, you know, just the time for the group to come together and, uh, and, and really get better on both sides of the basketball and, and break things down a lot more. You know, when you're, when you're prepping for a game every two days, you're really worried about the opposition and yourself. Well, when we didn't have games for those number of weeks, we could really just concentrate on ourselves and, you know, talk about some different schemes and some, some different things that, that this group might, might t- be able to take advantage of. No doubt. And having your guys leave you in March there to go home academically, Colgate's a great school. So how was it from going virtual, from being on campus with study halls and the academic advisors with them on campus there to being away, having a coach having to help your young men out for us, keeping them with their grades and the academic advisors. How was that for you guys when they was away from you guys, kind of keep them grades up? I know Colgate's a great school, great education. Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a, um, 
at first I was really nervous as the coach, right? So, you know, we take these guys into our program and to our institution and our commitment to them and their families that we're going to help them uh, in every way that we can uh, achieve their potential in every aspect of their life. And now all of a sudden we're not with them every day. Uh, and in fact, the only way we can see them is like this over the, over the computer. And so, you know, I, I was really concerned and guys were going back to all different types of situations, you know, different parts of the country, um, you know, different family situations. What, what, what I I realized, you know, I knew, but what I, I really, you know, was able to, to take from this is, is we're really lucky. Uh, our, our basketball staff, our, our Colgate basketball family is, is our guys come from great families. Um, and so while, while we weren't there to support them in person every day uh, and, and could do what we could remotely, they, they all come, had great support systems at home. Um, you know, great family lives, great, great mentors, great parents, great siblings, you know, so I, I didn't like, I've, I've talked to a lot of coaches off across the country, you know, they're worried about, you know, their guys, where they're going to get their meals and where they're going to sleep and, and, you know, and some things like that. And, and, and we were really lucky that we, we have a bunch of guys who, who, you know, found soft landings when they went home to finish the semester. And, and we, we did great academically, um, you know, and I, I credit those families for, for helping our guys, you know, helping their sons really, um, you know, finish that thing strong when, when everything was so abruptly, um, you know, ended there in, in the springtime. And trying to stay connected, Coach, when you're away. I know Zoom for me is like weird and different. I wish I knew, knew how it was. I would have bought stock in it before it blew up. Yeah. <laughs> We'd both be rich, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I think it's good that you guys use Zoom to kind of be together still, even though you couldn't see each other every day because, you know, with things going crazy in our country, Coach, you needed that togetherness and that weak mentality to, to get through the tough times. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I think that, you know, as I reflect back, you know, our first year guys, you know, who are freshmen now, they, they weren't able to get on campus. They, they weren't able to, you know, to be here in the summertime to get to know their teammates. But the other, the flip side of it is they spent a lot of time interacting, you know, over the Zoom. We, we had a lot of meetings and, um, you know, just with the circumstances of our country and everything that we went through and the social injustices and um, we, we had a lot of really uh, serious conversations, a, a lot of really deep conversations. And um, I was really proud of our group for one, listening two, educating themselves and, and three, you know, being able to speak up and speak out and share some of their ex uh, feelings and experiences. And I think when you're able to do that as a group, you know, even when you're not in person, um, it can really help the group come together. Uh, you know, most teams call themselves a brotherhood, right, or a family. Um, but when you have those, you know, difficult conversations and, you know, we have guys from all different parts of the country and, you know, all over the world, really, from a lot of different experiences and backgrounds. And so, you know, when, when you have those conversations and you're able to share different perspectives, um, you know, specific, specifically to, to police brutality and racial injustice and, um, you know, some of the movements that were, were happening and continue to happen and continue to be a part of our, our conversation, I, I think in, in some ways, you know, it was really beneficial to be able to, um, to connect over, over the technology, that's for sure. It was cool that your team is so diverse, Coach. I'll kind of limit to my next point, how diverse your team is. Your team is America. Your team is the world because it's so diverse, different backgrounds. And those backgrounds, when you come together and learn about each other, is so fun to experience because your perspective is different from mine and different from his, but we all have the same common goal of wanting to have a great life and be successful. 
Well, and, and for me, it's one of the great things about athletics. I appreciate you bringing that up is, you know, we talked about within our group that a lot of non-athletes and, and maybe even non-team sports, um, you know, young people that they don't get to experience, you know, we automatically have a common goal, right? When we sign up to be a part of this team, you know, we're putting team over self, you know, we're adopting the, 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 the pillars of uh, and standards of our program, um, you know, and we're committing to, you know, coming together to try and achieve a goal that, you know, our group has been able to over the last couple of years and, and compete for a championship. And so, you know, we, we automatically understand um, a, a little bit more than, than most people, what, what unity is and what sacrifice is. And, and so, you know, with that as a starting point, I think it allowed our, our young guys to be able to, um, kind of be able to sit back and listen, but also be able to, you know, step up and share. And I think that, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, educating and, and listening and, but without people to, to share um, and speak up, it's sometimes a little bit harder to do. So we had a great combination of the two. And I think we're all, we're all certainly better because of it. Coach, I'll give you an example for myself. Um, Sports made taught me about diversity because I was seven years old when I met my first white kid, Asian kid, and a little Hispanic kid. I grew up in, in Atlanta, all black neighborhood, very poor neighborhood. I didn't meet, I didn't meet, me, I didn't meet white people or Hispanics or Asian kids. But playing travel baseball, seven years old in 1994, I met those people and I was exposed to different culture. And it was sports that taught me about diversity in America. That it was it wasn't this all, all black nation. <laughs> I was used to in Atlanta where I grew up at. So from like you said, sports is the equalizer, can bring us all together and teach us about each other's backgrounds and bring us for that common goal. I just wanted to win baseball game and travel over the country. I didn't care who what race nobody was. I just wanted to win and travel on the weekends when I wasn't in school. Now it's it's really a good point. I think that that sports teaches a lot of valuable lessons, and and certainly there's there's none more important than the one that you're you're talking about. And coach, as far as you guys, when you as you was practicing there, trying to get guys ramped up for January's conference play, how'd you kind of keep it for the guys when get, get wouldn't get hurt? You know, because you know when guys want to get play out there and play hard, and it gets tired of playing, it gets it gets each other and doing individual individual workouts and shooting drills, and they get sick of it. So how'd you keep them from going too crazy and hurt each other? Because they get tired of seeing the same colors every day. Yeah, um, it, it was a balance, and you know, as coaches, we had to do a little bit of research because you know we were way off of our normal schedule, our normal plan as you plan out the year. And really anybody's plan. What, what I what I thought was important was you, you kind of have to ease your way into it, because if you go too hard too soon and you're not in condition, then you have, you know, what they term overuse injuries, your stress fractures. You know, we did battle some ankle sprains and some different, different, you know, shoulder shoulder issue. Uh, but I think they were the normal run-of-the-mill injuries. So, you know, you try to kind of build up so you're, you're, you're ramping up to be ready to play. Uh, in that early January, a lot of it was, uh, you know, some more time on skill development and, and, and footwork um, than maybe you normally would where you're competing like crazy um, in order to get that competitive edge that you need. Uh, but I think a good balance and then, you know, just we, we have great leadership within our team. So as a coach, you know, you rely on that captain's group, those guys who are experienced of saying, you know, sitting down and talking to them and listening to them of seeing how they're feeling and, and where they're at mentally as well as physically, because I think that that's been that's been a big part of this as we, we all have 
you know, try to do something that's that's abnormal for for what we're used to. Now, the prep week, how has that changed playing these games back to back for his recovery on Monday, Tuesday, and preparing on Wednesday, and Thursday and Friday? How has that been this year for you guys? Yeah, it's a huge difference. I mean, once you get in conference one, you're a little bit prepared in, in your rotations and you've kind of established your identity of the team for because of the non-conference games like we talked about. But two, now you're, you're not playing on a, a one opponent on Wednesday and then one opponent on the weekend. You're playing the same opponent on two straight days. So, you know, for us, it's given us a little bit of more time. You know, Saturday, Sunday, the guys are pretty fried. So you got to take Monday off. It's given us a little bit more time on Tuesday and Wednesday to, to work on ourselves and work on some nuances that, you know, maybe you wouldn't get some time and score situations, some different things that, you know, you wouldn't wouldn't some some wrinkles to your offense uh, and defense that, that you maybe wouldn't normally get a chance to do with prepping for a game every two days. And then, you know, Thursday and Friday, you're a little bit more we're a little bit more focused in on on the opponent for the weekend and. Um, you know, and then, you know, Saturday to Sunday, it's obviously you're going to you're going to see how things went on Saturday. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate enough in our four weekends that we've won all the Saturday games. So, you know, you try and focus on what can we do a little bit better that we didn't do on Saturday. And, you know, what new may they throw? What, what new may they throw at us so that we're, you know, we're not caught looking at a change up or a curveball for for strike three. Has it made you kind of play more guys on night one to kind of save those legs on night two there? Because you know if the guys go play 40 minutes on one night, trying to come back on back to back, they're probably dead second half on that on that on that on that Sunday there. So how's that been trying to give out minutes here, keep guys fresh, and not get them too gassed out night one? Yeah, I mean, uh, so we we do, you know, uh, traditionally we, I've played like seven or eight guys only, um, you know, in, in our games. Just the circumstances this year, I felt like we really had a deep team. Um, it just so happens that we're playing on Saturday and Sunday. So we're, we've played 10 guys and, and a little minimum of 10 guys in every game, which is, is, is a change for me as the head coach to try and balance that. And it really had nothing to do with the fact that we were playing Saturday and Sunday. I, I'm of the belief that they're two separate games. And, if you know, coaching isn't rocket science and um, it's just basketball. And so I, I really didn't want to overthink things. You know, it's not an NBA schedule where we're talking about, you know, decades of a career and 80 some games, no load, no load management for, for okay. college basketball. You know, you just do everything you can to win on oh, Saturday yeah. and then, and then reevaluate and go from there. And, um, you know, if guys get tired as the game's going on, you try and try and recognize that as the coach and, and manage it then. But, you know, we really haven't gone with a, a set plan to, Hey, we're going to limit these guys on Saturday to, to X number of minutes. We just, you know, with so few games on the schedule, you know, we want to do every 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 chance to win one is is the most important thing. You got Boston University coming up this weekend, Coach Langle, a very tough coach, and Coach Jones has guys in Boston University. Tell us about that matchup. What's some of those guys on the film as you prepare for them this weekend? Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, coach Jones is a terrific coach and a terrific man, and they've got a super talented roster. I think that you know when we played there two games early in the season, they had a number of injuries. They hadn't had a chance to practice a lot together. Um, you know, the two convincing wins that we had, I, I don't think are representative of of their their roster and their their potential. So, you know, they've had they've had a couple weeks now to get ready. They didn't play last weekend, so they've had a couple weeks to you know, a full week to, to kind of focus on us and, and have a plan. And I expect that, you know, both games, Saturday and Sunday, we'll really have our hands full. Um, you know, they last time they were here, they were they won the championship. Um, you know, it was one of the last games played in, in 2020. 
um, that 2020 season. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of, of memories for them and for us. And, and um, you know, I think both teams will be ready to go. And coach, how was recruiting for you via Zoom? I know you like to get in, get in families' homes and see them in person. So how was recruiting via Zoom, showing them the great Colgate campus via Zoom? And is this something you keep on doing down the road here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think our belief system as, as a staff uh, is that we're always trying to grow and learn and develop and add to what we do. So, you know, certainly I think that, you know, using using technology and, you know, video presentations and, and watching some video and showing campus digitally uh, is something that can be effective for us. You know, we, we are, you know, like you mentioned, we're up here in upstate New York. We're, we're not that close to that many many, many major metropolitan areas. So, you know, there's not a lot of people that can, you know, on an unofficial visit, quick hop, hop, pop in and pop out. So, you know, I do think it's something that we'll continue to use moving forward. But, you know, at the same same time, there's nothing like face-to-face -face, um, conversation and, and interaction. And so, you know, to really get to know a youngster and their family and uh, for them to do the same about us, because I think that's equally important. It's 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 been a great challenge, and you know the I think the ramifications are are still still to be determined of how that's all going to shake out with with young people having to make decisions and and schools having to make decisions without really ever getting to spend significant time face to face. Last one for you, Coach. What was your quarantine hobby? I was, I was playing the guitar and, and doing a lot of hiking. So what was your quarantine hobby this summer here? You know, I, I, I am, I'm a little jealous of you. I, I wish that I could have picked up a, an instrument or read some more books. I, I've got a, 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 what was, she's now 13, but uh, I had at that time when we were in quarantine, a 12-year-old daughter, a 10-year-old son, and a six-year-old son. So we, we spent a lot of time together as a family, whether it was playing board games or card games or reading books or, you know, chasing each other around the house or, or you know, going for long walks or, you know, to play soccer on the empty soccer field or what have you. So uh, a lot of family time. And uh, I think it, we learned a lot about each other, good and bad. And, um, you know, we're, we're better for it, for sure. Coach, thank you for your time. Hey, show me that snow. I still show me that snow, man. I, I'm glad it's up there in night Atlanta, man. We'll shut down real soon if it snow that much here, buddy. We wouldn't be doing nothing for a whole week. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. You stay well. Hey, Coach, be good. Talk to you soon now. Take care. All right. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.